It's important to know what to do before and during the elections, but it's also equally important to know what to do after casting your ballots. And that's our topic for today. Welcome to Shading Someone on Your Ballot, a voters education podcast, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia in partnership with Lente and Meta, powered by Podmachine. In this episode, we'll find out more about post-elections and what our roles are in keeping our government accountable. We're joined today by two special guests from the Parish Pastoral Council for Responsible Voting, better known as PPCRV. Let's all welcome Attorney Van de la Cruz and Jude Liao. Hi. Hi, Paolo. Hi, Paolo. Hello, attorney. Hi, Jude. Yeah, you can see this, but they all look wonderful today and with very nice and wonderful backgrounds here. So welcome to the podcast, Jude and Attorney. So hi, Attorney. Hi, Jude. How are you doing? Hi, Paolo. Yeah, um, I'm good. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for having us on your podcast. Oh, we're happy to have you here. Yes, same same with me. I'm good. Thank you for the invitation. Um both steam ahead for the May 9 elections. Woohoo! Yeah. And but we're here to talk about what after to do. But right now we're still in the feelings. And it's really nice to know what, especially now as a listener, before it all happens. Like I feel like I'm privileged, like having this amazing opportunity to learn what to do ways ahead before we let everyone know. But this episode will come right on time, guys. So can you tell us a little more about you and what you do, Jude and attorney? As for me, I'm uh, the director for youth affairs of the PPCRV, and I handle volunteer management for our command center at the UST Quadricentennial Pavilion. Yeah, and for me, I'm the director for legal affairs, so basically uh, legal, and I'm also the liaison for COMELEC related matters. Oh, onesies. Also, it must be it must be crazy right now for you guys. Um, the elections are really inching much closer. So, what does your day today look like uh, with this election climate? Well, uh, it looks pretty much what we're doing now. So we we get you no know, interviews. Uh, we we get asked to to uh, uh, to do some webinars and trainings because training's still ongoing. But uh, pretty much right now, we're putting uh, almost all efforts on one. Well, Jude. Might might not take, talk about that more on uh, the uh, volunteer activation. That's one, and secondly, uh, setting up our command center, which will be at the UST for this uh, election. Well, that sounds very official. <laughs> how about you? How do you feel? <laughs> like, how is it? Yeah. How is it? Um, quite the same with Attorney Van. We've been hopping on a lot of Zoom calls here and there from all over the Philippines, talking to different people about the, the upcoming elections and after the elections. But, you know, majority of our team, Paolo, are actually at USD, putting up the command center, as Attorney Van mentioned. So we're both on the back end side. He's more on the PR side. I'm more on the activation side. So I've been talking to schools, to companies, getting more people to volunteer for the command center. And then a huge chunk are at USD, as I mentioned already. That's amazing. Um, is it, I'm just curious, actually. This is not part of anything. Which other schools are participating in uh, the PPCRV campaign? Yeah, actually, we have right now. We already have commitments from FEU, from um, PLM, Letran, 
USD, of course. USD is our main partner as the, they'll be housing our command center. And then also the FINMA group of schools, um, Assumption College. We're still waiting on the bigger ones. Of course, La Salle and Ateneo. UP College of Law is also one of the schools. Oh, yeah, let's go, UP. <laughs> so more and more schools, hopefully. Plus, of course, a lot more other companies who have this as their CSR initiative. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, that's nice to hear. Um, let's move on to part one. Thank you for indulging me. Uh, ways to monitor election results. This, um, looking at the script earlier, this was such a hard question, but I'm so glad that I, I, I could ask this. Now in this episode, we'll discuss post-elections. So what does post-elections mean? What stage in the elections does it cover exactly? Like, is it all throughout until the next campaign season or is it right after the election for like a specific time period? Would any of you guys know? Well, it could mean differently for different people no, and what we're talking about. So it could mean you know, as soon as maybe someone cast their ballot, ballots at least for them, election period is already done or probably at the end of the day of May 9 or maybe as soon as winners are proclaimed. But officially, election period in Philippines ends for this year ends on June 8. Okay, so pretty much that's the our um, the period of election that we're, we're talking about. So Taurus season, almost the entire Taurus season. <laughs> um, so what can we expect during that time frame? Uh, no, no. Post-elections, well, uh, sad to say, but no, for me personally, I'm expecting more fake news, you know. Uh, probably uh, protests from losing candidates. So, well, the hope is that people would still stay vigilant. So it's not just about, uh, you know, preparing for the election day itself, but actually guarding our votes right after we cast our votes. And then, uh, you know, continuous monitoring, continuous uh, vigilance. Okay. Why do you think we should? Can you tell us why it's important to monitor election results after voting? Like, what does it uh, implicate for the Filipino population, do you think? Jude, you, you, you want to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually going to add, before moving on to Paolo's second question, as we guard the votes, one of the things that, well, I hope the listeners who are listening right now would be moved to also help really guard the votes with us at TPCRV. Because although we're... An organization, as I mentioned a while ago, we need all the help that we can get to guard the votes for the Filipino people, to count the votes, and of course, to make sure that as in, in Filipino terms, no, walang dagdag bawas And then to answer your second question, why is it important to guard the votes? Of course, as with anything, we aspire for a clean, honest, accurate, and meaningful and peaceful elections, or what we call as the champ elections in TPCRV. And for us Filipinos, we really want to take care of our democracy. And the right to suffrage or voting is one of the best ways we can actually really take care of that right and, of course, freedom as a democratic country. Also, to add to what Jude mentioned, it's, uh, I think it's really important for us to continue monitoring election results after the vote. So our responsibility does not end at the polling places where we cast our ballots, but uh, we have to monitor the results so that it will give credibility to the whole process. And also it will guarantee that our democratic processes are working, you know, that to ensure and to also tell people that their votes are being counted the right way. 
So that's one important reason why we have to continue monitoring our votes after the election. I agree, actually. These follow-up questions you've already answered, does electoral participation end only after voting? I think um, it's clear that it's not. We have the responsibility as voters to guard the, our votes, to be vigilant, and um, we do have an active role during post-elections. And that is to, yeah, to remain as keen observants of sa dagdagbawa, sa mga hindi alam ang tama, sa mali, alam yun. And actually, leading up to this next question, I, I'll share after you answer, because I learned something from Miss Brisa from our previous episode. But let me ask this first. Uh, how do we proactively monitor election results? Like, what exactly do we need to do? How do we stay vigilant? In relation to what we are doing, what I think uh, one of the uh, important roles of uh, PPCRV is what we're doing at USD. We are doing what we call the unofficial parallel count. So it's, it's one way of us uh, monitoring the election results. How? Uh, at the command center at USD, what we do there for, I think, starting Jude, right? Uh, May 9, evening of May 9 up to May 20, we'll be there at USD. We will be actually receiving the physical election returns that's coming from nationwide, no? from the different polling centers, from Mindanao, Visayas, Cebu, all of those physical pieces of paper, they will all be going to USD. And our volunteers will be encoding, looking at all these physical election returns, the paper ones, and encoding them into our software. That way, we could compare the physical election returns to the electronically transmitted ones. So that's one way of us monitoring the election results. And uh, I, that's, again, like I said, one of the more important tasks of PPCRV for every election. That's a lot. That's a lot of ballots. Do you have enough volunteers? I want to sign up. Just <laughs> yeah, yes, Jude, Jude can tell you a lot more about that. Yeah, please. Please do sign up. We need, uh, for at least for UST, we need around 200 per day. For sure. So, That's a lot of, from Cebu, from everywhere. And vote rich provinces too. So you're needing a lot of people. So guys, hit them up. Um, what are the some of the best practices to know when monitoring election results? Because I heard from Miss Brisa last episode that if you find out at the same time that yung automatic uh, ballot mo lumabas yung results and you get the receipt that you can protest yung lumabas sa resibo mo that they don't actually reflect yung the ones that you put in your ballot. So Yun, I think um, that's the nice thing to do, like to be vigilant with the receipt because uh, they make you sign it and then you could file a protest and subboard. So yeah, how about uh, with you guys at PPCRV? What are the best practices do you think to do when monitoring post-election results? That's that's one very personal one at that, Paolo. And aside from watching out for your own personal receipt that the VCM prints, you may also want to look out for people who may be claiming as other people, who are trying to vote as other people. So, for example, deceased relatives or friends who may still be on the list, but might be able to vote for whatever reason, right? So that's one more way to look out, to, one more thing to watch out for, actually. Like, dumoble yung vote ng isang person because... Actually, hindi naman sa dodoble, kasi if that person's already deceased, then he or she will not be able to vote. But if that person somehow was able to vote for whatever reason, then that's questionable right away, right? So ghost voters na siya automatically. So that's one thing to watch out for. Another thing to watch out for would be, aside from the personal receipt, to help us at PPCRV. Again, pabalik-balik lang tayo sa helping us at PPCRV, no? Because aside from the command center, before we get the election returns, 
the printed copy of the returns. We also have volunteers on the ground from Luzon, Visayas, Mindanao, from Batanes, all the way to Holosolu, watching the polling precincts, watching the polls, and waiting for that election returns because that's the pre-transmission copy that we'll be getting and we'll be sending to Manila. So that's a very concrete way to help institutionally, not just personally, but rather as an as fellow Filipinos helping the BPCRB to help the Philippines. Yeah. And guys, it should like it's it's tasky, you know, like what they do. Because I was suspended back in high school and they made me do the exact same thing for three days. So guys, kung alam nyo lang yung eye fatigue nyan, like na iisa-isahin mo yung pag encode ng ganyan. It's hard. It's a tough job. So the more volunteers para kung pwedeng mag-turnover or whatever, the better. Kasi, dude, mahirap siya. Mahirap siya. Nung suspended all three days, it was the first three, three days of my life. So di ko na siya uulitin ulit. Ang ginawa ko lang na nag-tweet ako sa computer lab, sabi ko, nandun ako. So, guys, huwag nyo din gagawin. So, stay in school, don't break the rules, and if you have free time, um, volunteer. <laughs> so, those at UST, kung nandun kayo, don't break the rules, just volunteer. <laughs> at least makatulong. So, you're probably a good candidate, Paolo, to volunteer because, you know, your experience yeah. now, the three days training, mo, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Pero dahil, since you're not suspended anymore, Three hours will do, diba? <laughs> For sure. Three hours to do. Anything less than three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why, um, Jude, I think we're, we're looking for uh, at least 200, right? Yes. Every, for, for day. For, for USD. Yeah, for USD. Yeah. So, what is the new government accountable for? With the new government coming in after the elections, what is the process of forming a new government after an election? Oh, Wow, major uh, heavy stuff. Huh? But I know. Uh, well, it's going to be a new admin. So at least the, the president, one of the first tasks na he or she will do, uh, will have to form his or her cabinet. You know? so, but I think one of the more important things would be like every time, every after election, what we have to do, the leader has to you know, uh, bring people together because every election is very polarizing and... Uh, people will be out looking to criticize the winner of the election if it's not their candidate. So I think that's the first thing they have to do, no? to, to put people together. I agree. How about you, Sergio? How do you feel about this question? What is the process of forming a new government after an election? Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more with Attorney Van with the call to really bring people together because this this election cycle has well been very polarizing at worst with how the news have has been going around or social media also has been pushing for. So one of the things that I think would be best to look at as citizens of the Philippines is to hopefully be part of that um, push forward. Whoever wins after May 9, hopefully we find it in ourselves to not just hold the government accountable, but also help them build a better government for us and be part of that better government in the even better citizenry for the Philippines. Yes, I agree. So what is this new government accountable for, given that here in the Philippines, it's the popular vote, right? So you yung best representative of what the Filipino population wants. So are the voters just as accountable with the officials they voted for? I would say yes. Oh, sa ako din sumagot. <laughs> Sige po, thank you po. Thank you po, sir, ano, uh, attorney Van. Thank you po, sir Jude. So, yes, I hope, oh, yes, <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Paolo. No? I, I would say uh, yes, 
kaso meron lang siyang of course shades of gray in between i think kailangan mo rin tignan how the voting process was done or the 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 choosing no by the certain um, voters no if you really deliberately voted for this president notwithstanding the fact of uh whatever background he or she has knowing that whatever her her or his background is might jeopardize the the country then i'd say yeah you should be now this is partly on you but then again we go back what's what's the reason no why why you chose this it could have been probably a product of uh, misinformation or disinformation so in that regard then i cannot really hold those people accountable so we really go back to the root no who who are these people that are spreading this fake news because most people might might just simply be victims of fake news they honestly believe that what they see what they read is true and based on this they make their own decision and that's how they vote i agree i think the level of voting responsibility is actually still stratified in my opinion that those of us who are informed do have a greater responsibility of of actually sharing information that is true that is valid and that is um sound so yeah i agree For those of us listening here, we have access to internet. You have access to applications. You have access to Meta. You have access to Facebook. So I think those who do have the privilege have a greater responsibility than those who actually still need to have access to these platforms. So yeah, I think that that why while we are accountable, those of us actually the three of us here, I think like we have like. being us being speakers have a greater responsibility to help educate people on how to be more responsible voters and how to be good Filipino citizens when it comes to exercising our right to vote so yeah that's how i feel about it sure <laughs> go long <laughs> so how do we set our expectations with the newly elected officials is there a pattern of activities that every new government has done when they get elected um for me Well, one of the big things now, because of I think it's because of media, would be the first hundred days. But many countries really publicize the first hundred days. Meron pa ang first hundred day report, de ba? What he or she did, what was not done, what was signed, what was not signed. Lahat yan lalabas, de ba? Sometimes they even provide numbers, how many how many people have been appointed, etc. So that's one of the things that people look forward to. That first hundred day report, but I just want to caution people into thinking that whoever wins this coming elections will be able to fix everything right away. It might be it's it's actually a very dangerous mindset to have to think that the person or the people we will be voting for this coming May nine will be able to fix the Philippines even in a span of six years. Right? And some projects and so, have been underway for so many years that you can't just attribute it to one elected official. Yes, definitely, and which is also why um, it's important for us to think that this is a step in the long process of development for the Philippines. And hopefully, when we when we elect people, when we choose people, when we share that ballot, and when that when those people are proclaimed winners in the days after May 9, we really find ourselves to be. Supportive of whoever wins, provided that the elections are clean, honest, and accurate. True. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I would add, no, the expectation should be benchmarked on whatever platform this certain candidate has offered during the whole uh, campaign period. 
So I think that's that's one of the initial things we could set our expectations on. No? We benchmark it on on that set of platforms. And also, the question should also be asked: What should be the expectation from those people who actually elected this particular official to office? So the expectation should also be that their support should not stop at at the polls. In fact, it should continue after, especially when their candidates are already elected. And that we also expect not just support, but also crit- critics from them. No, no, no whoever is elected, whether or not that's your candidate, especially if that's your candidate, and all the more reason that you should actually be open to to criticize that candidate, you know, to, to help us, like what Jude mentioned, you know, push forward. Yeah, I was just playing around the fact that um, being the president is not the end-all be-all in a democracy. Things can happen um, eventually, and it has happened here in the Philippines where uh, pre- presidents get impeached, um, and then a mass organizational movement could turn the tide to another person that the Philippines deems um, worthy of becoming the Filipino president. So I think that's a really nice thing to think about as we move on to the third part, which is what you can do to hold the government accountable. Now we're moving the conversation about accountability. I'll ask this question. Um, what government accountability and what is government accountability and how do we keep ourselves reminded of keeping our government accountable? Well, government accountability, uh, well, again, we go back to the platforms that each administration or candidates propose during campaign period and make sure that they do things to have these um, things implemented. At the same time, we have our you know, the general responsibility to the general public so that, that they ensure that, well, in, for, for PPCRV, we, we term it as, you, know, you could see at the background of Jude and my background is Maka Pilipinas, that it's always that, you know, that the number one thing should be uh, the country, be Maka Pilipinas, and I guess that's what government accountability in, the, in, the, in a nutshell it is. You know? And how do we keep ourselves reminded of keep keeping our government accountable? Uh, I think like this one, you have a very good platform, Paolo, especially trying to reach the youth. So this is one way of us how to remind people that we should hold our government officials accountable. No, we, we use our platforms, we use our voices. We can join big organizations or we can have our own small groups. Every time we, we talk to our friends, you know, um, sometimes we hear, no, get gobierno natin, ganyan. So, you know, th- it could start in those small conversations. Yeah, I actually agree. Because um, some of us think that we have to know everything to hold people accountable, or we have to know everything. Like, some people are not confident enough to speak up about these kinds of things. But we could take it step by step. Like, myself, as an influencer, as an actor, I feel like I am well-versed in... Oh, oh well-versed <laughs> um, in matters of youth and, and the LGBTQIA health being an up-and-coming up doctor and a, an aspiring plastic surgeon. So what I can speak about is LGBTQIA health and um, how the government can be held accountable in those spheres of life. So think about what you what you're good at, think about what you can offer to the world and um, do speak up about that. So it does matter to me when LGBTQIA rights and equal opportunities are given to people of marginalized communities. So I could speak up about that. So I think, yeah, it matters that we speak up about that because the more voices that we hear from different walks of life, the bigger the combined voice we could share for the Filipino population. So share lang. So how about you, Sir Jude? How do you feel about this question? 
Um, well, two things. No, the first, I would just like to reiterate what Attorney Van mentioned a while ago: the importance of knowing our candidates' platforms, because that's the in basis for accountability, right? Really looking for how these platforms were implemented, or if they were implemented. Hopefully, no empty promises were made during the campaign season. We can't take the excuse of people saying, "Ah, it's the heat of the campaign," so I said that, but. We weren't able to do it, or we won't be able to do it. So we have to hold them accountable for those promises. And the second thing I would like to bring to light is the importance of also holding accountable our local government officials. And I think that's a more personal take for us, especially since the national elected officials will really take so much time before we get to feel their presence and. Their platforms being implemented. However, when it comes to the local government officials, just on day one alone, you can already feel uh, whatever it is that your local government officials, your mayor, your vice mayor, your governor, gover- uh, vice governor, your council councilors, board members, they can easily pass a city ordinance um, declaring this and that, and you directly feel these things right away. And that's one of the things that we can try to do. Holding them accountable, and again, I would just like to repeat, being part of the change that we want to see. Yeah, totoo yan. Feeling ko din. Kasi pag, di ba, pag sinabi nilang ayusin nila yung lubak dun sa road mo, tapos hindi pa naayos, and like, ah, guys, ano ba yun? Or like, or kahit something as simple as a drinking fountain, like, if you if you didn't see it in a hundred days, call them out. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it, How do we ensure then that we have an active voice and influence towards the government's decisions? Like, what do you think is the best platform, or do you at PPCRV have a guideline for how to how to do this? Like, ensuring an active voice and influence towards the government's decisions. I think we've answered this actually, though. In tangent, then. Yeah. Paolo, I think one thing that we should know, I, I'm guessing most of us are young people, we're, the three of us are young people here, and most of our listeners might also be young people themselves. And it's, it's good to know that cities actually have youth development councils that are part of the process in making passing city ordinances and laws in the local level, which we can very much be a part of. So you can bring to light your advocacies in a smaller scale at least in the city development, youth development councils, and represent the young people of your city or locality. Also, especially for the youth, what I especially noticed for these elections, families, of course, no, I'm, I'm assuming everyone, you have the, your own group chats with your titos and titas, whether you like to be part of that group or not. No, I'm assuming everyone has that group. And uh, what, what I especially find very interesting for these elections is that no, uh, some young guys, Uh, always complaining on Facebook, saying that, you know, uh, yung tita niya, yung tito niya, or mom or dad is uh, uh, saying something or propagating fake news in their group chats or something like that. No? So I think if you do not have a platform, if you do not have time to join organizations, if you're not an influencer, you're not on TikTok, you're not on Instagram, then at least use your family as your own platform. You can start with your own group chat. No, Every time your tito, your tita sends you guys some fake news, no, call them out. Of course, but of course you have to do your own verifi- your verifying first, no? So you do your own fact checking, then you call them out. So that's one one thing, no, no, to do. So so have your own platform, and we will always have that pl- platform in your family group chat as your own platform to give that active voice. 
That is the best piece of advice I've heard today because the family group chat, my family group chat is blowing up too recently because of the upcoming elections. And um, yeah, I do agree that we do need to verify everything that we see because um, now that it's just so fast to just post a picture and then say um, a caption that is misleading or false. And it takes like a while for people to pick, to report because the reporting process could take days or hours. And by then the damage has been done. We've already been misinformed. So yeah, it is, especially us youth, uh, Filipinos spend more time on social media than in any other country. So uh, a bit, one, what good way to spend it wisely than I know, replying to your titos and titas saying, hey, I think now. And then I know, send tayo ng, ng sound na, na factual news sa kanila. So yeah, I agree. Thank you, thank you attorney. Thank you, Junior, yeah. for that. Or, or at the very least, no, don't don't be spreaders of fake news. Don't just like and share everything you see. Yeah, because it matters. It's going to pop up on your feed the most if if it has a lot of engagements. Yeah. Ay, napagod ako dun. <laughs> Pag dinitignan ko yung group chat, napagod ako. So yun. <laughs> so how do we know i think we've answered this though how do we know that our elected officials kept their word you check it based on the platforms they promoted during the campaign period or follow up or even them talking about it even or updates even so if it's failed then let us know why and let us figure out if it's a valid reason or not right so you I think dito nga naiisip ko tuloy like ang like ang magandang way nag para i-distribute tong information na to. Syempre, given na you fact check and cite your sources accurately is yung Instagram Reels. You, do you know that? Yung parang TikTok but Reels but stories but you post on na parang i-edit mo so yeah, yeah. like pwede siyang back-to-back comparison ng platforms and yung update like six months later like before and after ganyan with music or madali na mag-voice over ganyan. so everything is now much easier than online so yeah I think Reels is like a good way to talk about this I might do it myself actually <laughs> so what is the process of holding our government accountable though on a barangay level city and provincial level and national level like where do we go to how do we speak up about it do you, do you feel like does it differ yeah well without talking in too much details yeah every and then man, we have uh, a grievance uh, procedure i know uh, just like what uh, jude was mentioning earlier you know it's actually easier to to go to the direct source eh? uh meaning it's better if we we uh bring larger complaints at the local government level so at your barangay, you know, like like what you said, Paolo, no, simple bagay lang. If you see some, uh, uh, you know, yung lubak-lubak chan, matagal nang hindi na ayos. So what you do is you can do, you can go to your barangay. You know, you don't have to go all the way up the direction na sa Malacanang or to your congressman. You know? So and you, know, you, you can start the process in, in, at the barangay level. And then of course, if it's something that concerns the city or your municipality, there's a way for you to bring out your grievances or issuances before the the sanggunian or the city council so yeah that, that, that's one way of doing it sometimes uh we we, we often forget no na we have these local government units and for 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 some reason tayo it's easy to complain sa national level agad eh. parang we see a lot of complaints on facebook uh, targeting targeting the national uh, officials but rarely do we see um, any comments or Facebook posts that targets your local officials. So 
baka better na we also start at the local level. Like, pag ano, yung alas 9 ng umaga, pag tulog ka pa, tapos naririnig mo na yung plataforma nila. <laughs> Siyempre, diba? Parang pagkatas ka nila gising, hindi nila gagawin yung ginawa nila. So, guys, ano, hold them accountable too. <laughs> Uh, Paolo, I just I would just like to add to what Attorney Van mentioned. No? In terms of holding government officials accountable, we also have to know the different roles that they play. But knowing what they do will also inform us to whom we should raise certain things. Know where you should bring to light your complaint, your complaint, so that you can, of course, bring these uh, grievances or, of course, these uh, issues to the people who can do something about it. And the second thing I wanted to point out, um, one thing that was mentioned to me before was that hopefully Filipinos learn not just to complain, but also to be part of the solution. Because there are many things in life, not just in government, but in life in general, that we, when it comes to good things, when it comes to solutions, we're some, for some reason, quite stingy. Parang feeling natin, do it, do it yourself. And then, does he forget that we can actually be part of that solution? For example, you, Paolo, being a future doctor, Um, aside from, of course, holding the government accountable for the healthcare system, you can also try to be part of that solution by offering some of your years or months in the service of the Filipino as a doctor in a government hospital, right? So there are many, many ways that we can do all of these things. True. Be part of the solution. Don't just quit and leave it to the government officials because... At the end of the day, gabi na. Okay. So, <laughs> so, okay. So, how do we ensure then that this practice of holding our government accountable is always done from today's government until the next administrations to come? Yeah. Uh, well, continued vigilance, I guess. And, you know, keep yourself updated, you know, um, watch the, the, the news and participate. Um, every time you see um, if there's something wrong, first try to ask ano ba yung problema. Don't just react. And after you've uh, actually vetted what happened, you know, you've checked your facts, then you could share your uh, what you think should be should be done. And just like what we keep on saying this afternoon, then try to be part of the solution. And again, if you have your own platforms, use that. If not, you have your family to start with. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how about you, Sir Jude? How do you feel? How can we hold ourselves for the like not just now for the next? I think since technology does evolve, the way we hold our elected officials accountable may change now, but I guess that vigilance in itself will remain the same. But it as as an abstract noun and as a verb, <laughs> it will the spirit of it will remain the same, and us. Like you guys being in PPCRV and me being and uh, me being here as your host, still like we ourselves should evolve with the times and but still remain true to the Filipino spirit of actually um, offering ourselves or a little part of ourselves towards service too, because I feel like 
us being voters is as attorney owen would say our actually is it's leadership when you volunteer and then when you vote it's not being a sentinel and add ko lang din yung sinabi ni Jude kanina maganda no it's uh, we should really know ano ba yung roles ng ating mga government uh, officials for some so right now you elect congressman for some people they just think na oh si congressman he will be building what uh, basketball courts so at the end of the three year term of the congressman bibilangin lang nila oh uh, pagpatayusan ng limang basketball court and that's enough. So, I mean, I will vote for him again. But what is he supposed to be doing really, you know? It's like as a congressman, you should be legislating something, you should be uh, setting up laws that will help us. So th- those are the things. Eh? And for some people, they don't see this. And no, you have this one candidate who's actually been legislating laws, who's actually been uh, doing some actual change, but he hasn't, you know, hasn't put up one single basketball court and people will take that against him or her so much so that during the election hey this guy didn't even put up a basketball court so no let's not reelect mm-hmm. him yes, i agree on, on that note uh, i think we should continue voter education as well, well um, we can't stop or we should not stop and just continue for the next election cycle um, because as what attorney van mentioned i think it's a problem of short term versus long term right we right away from diba yung yung agad agaran ramdam na ramdam mo yung ginhawa when in fact the more important thing is to for people to know and realize that we're voting for people not just for a basketball court that you can use for the next year or so we're voting for people for laws that are passed or for um, decisions that are made that will affect not just the next three, six years of our lives, but for the rest of our lives as well. Uh, Those are wonderful pieces of um, insights. Thank you, Uh, Van, Attorney Van, and Jude. So yeah, thank you so much for all that you shared. But before we end, um, one last piece of advice for our listeners regarding what we've we've discussed. Um, Jude and Attorney, please. Okay. Uh, Well, for me, again, we're talking about post-election. No? So the next question would be, so how do we prepare and when do we prepare for the next one? So the preparation for the next one always starts at the end of the previous one. So it's really a, you know, a 24-7 thing, our participation as a citizen. So we continue, uh, we do not stop at the polling precincts. In fact, what we should do is we continue monitoring, not just our, not just the voting results, but we have to monitor yung ginagawa ng ating mga candidates for them to be held accountable for whatever they're doing and to give them praises if they deserved it and to criticize them as part of our nation building. Thank you. For me, um, uh, I always borrow this from um, the, the Ateneo School of Government. They have what they call this the three Vs. The first V is to vote. So just a reminder to everyone who's registered to vote, to vote on May 9. Look for your precinct to make it faster for you. For those who are not yet registered, it's not the end of the world. You can still register in the next for the next elections. And according to Comelec, registration for voting will open around two months after the close of this year's election. So if you can vote, please vote. If you're not registered, please register for the next elections. The second V is to voice out. So we've been talking about all of these ways of how, how to hold 
the government accountable. But hopefully, aside from just voicing out concerns with regard to the government, we also voice out ways or solutions, as I mentioned a while ago, as to how we can help our fellow Filipinos. And, and the last V, one thing that we hold dear at the PPCRV is to volunteer. So hopefully you find it, you find time to volunteer, take some time away from help us to help the Filipino guard the votes, guard the point nine, and encode results from May 10 to May 20 at the UST Quadricentennial Pavilion. True. Volunteer tayo. I, I, you actually guys might see me there. I, I am really interested. So, uh, yeah. Yes, please, Paolo. would love to have you there, no? And uh, bring some of your barkada na rin. Yung mga kasama ko na suspend dyan, musta kayo? <laughs> yan, <laughs> yan. Reunion, reunion daw pa. Oh, reunion. Sayang naman yung skills na natutunan oh, nyo during your suspension. Sayang skills na natutunan natin. Nagpupunit ng papel, nagugunting, nag-encode. Kaya natin yan. Paolo, pag magpunta ka, hanapin mo lang kami ni Attorney Van. We'll promote you to senior encoder. Ah, yes! Bagay po, hindi pa naman yung mga friends ko. So, buti na lang. Yeah. If you're interested to volunteer, you can volunteer through our partner, iVolunteer. So that's letter i, volunteer.com.ph. So all the schedules are there. All the things to know are also there. Where can we find you on social media? Yeah, please do follow our accounts. We have a Facebook account. Uh, just uh, search PPCRV. We also have our Instagram account. It's uh, P- at PPCRV underscore live. Right, Jude? And uh, yes. we also have a TikTok account. I'm not too familiar with TikTok, but uh, yeah, we do have a TikTok account. Yeah, you just search PPCRV or hashtag uh, PPCRV. You'd, uh, you'd find us there. So we've actually been having endorsers. Like uh, we recently got uh, Heidi Lynn Diaz. Even the whole uh, Ateneo basketball team to to endorse us, so yeah, exciting. Oh, okay. So hit them up, guys. Again, thank you so much, Attorney Vandela Cruz and um, Jude, for spending time with us today. Truly, we value all the insights and your knowledge on what to expect and what's to be done during post elections. We remain hopeful for a brighter future, but that starts with you shading someone on your ballot. That's all for now, and thanks, everyone. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.